Welcome to the RVA Returners Podcast, your weekly source for all things Final Fantasy TCG. <clears throat> like recording, recording, or retesting sound? Are you been doing that this whole time? We're recording. It sounds good. Oh, okay. <laughs> I never know with you. I never know what you're doing. You're, you're like mom making meatloaf. I never know what you're doing up there. <laughs> I'm not as bad as Curtis, though. No, yeah, he just does it. Yeah, he yeah. just does it. But, you know, I respect that. And what else I respect, Adam? Us being back once again. For the next episode of the RVA Returners Podcast, I'm your host, Chris Adams. With me, as always, Adam Lane. Say hi to everybody. What's up? Hey, there it is. Um, I'm just sitting here, sitting here in my bathrobe, sipping my coffee. We're having a good morning. A lot to talk about today, guys. Um, you know, we got a couple, you know, tournament results. You know, one locally, one across the pond. Uh, spoiler season is really starting to, um, you know, kick off. Then we've got, you know, a couple events, you know, around our neck of the woods coming up. And then we, you know, we just got we we just got like you know a wish list things that we want to you know would love to see in Opus Eight and you know maybe you know based on what we've seen already you know maybe some of that will be coming true but you know what let's not get ahead of ourselves let's not put the cart before the horse let's start off what we always start off with you know what that is Adam take a wild guess you get three guesses and the first two don't count uh the news oh it's the news. So first up, let's talk about the uh, the grand open that took place last week uh, in Bologna. I believe is how you pronounce that. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go Sounds with that. Great. Sounds great, and that was won once again by the uh, Wind Water Master himself, Mr. Robert Phillips. Um, and Adam, I know you've got the top eight in front of you, or top sixteen, or how I think they did top fifteen on this one actually. I have the top eight. That's what they posted okay. the FFX. Okay. Um. So, I mean, it's it's a lot of your typical meta stuff. I mean, top four is, like, all meta. Water, it's a combination of water, wind, and earth, wind. Mm-hmm. And the the lists are pretty much the same across mm-hmm. both. Um, yeah, I know, um, I know I said Robert Phillips, you know, he's running this, he was running the same list. Not, not, not the same list, but the same archetype as he was for the Wales um, Grand Open. And the only difference is here is there's no Cloud of Darkness. He's up to three Zidanes. He's up to three Ishtola. Um, I want to say everything else is still the same. Yeah, it's it's pretty much the same. I mean, the deck's good. Don't you know? Yep. If it ain't broke, oh, don't yeah. fix it. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can see the I can see wanting three Yestola up there because there just comes a point in the game where you're you're you've got your forwards, you drop Yestola, you just win. You just win. Yeah, Yestola. I hate that card. That card's <laughs> busted. That card is busted. Yeah, it's it's pretty insane. But yeah, I mean, Waterwind's an insane deck. I think at this point, it's pretty clear that it, I think it's the best deck. I do too. Um, but it's not like other decks can't beat it. I guess, and oh, that's yeah. kind of like the story of this, like meta, current meta. I guess is like mm-hmm. a lot of things are viable, but there's obvious good decks. Mm-hmm. So who rounded out the uh, who rounded out the top eight? I'm sorry. Uh, it's uh, so Robert Phillips. Is, Phyllis was first with Waterwind, then Stefano was second with Earthwind, mm-hmm. uh, Marco Grammatica third with Waterwind, mm-hmm. Jamie Faulkner fourth with Earthwind, mm-hmm. uh, Joel, I'm not mispronouncing his last name, uh, <laughs> these are like all fifth through eight, Water Lightning, uh-huh. uh, Jerome, Coulier, uh, Mono Lightning, Damien, mm-hmm. Mono Earth, and then Valerio nice. is Scions. Nice. So, you know, again, that's all, like, you know, obviously seeing Scions in there, the deck's really good still. 
Um, and I agree with you. We can touch on that in a little bit. I agree with you. I think the Zap six Ramu is the way to go with that deck. Yeah, the more um, I play it, I think it just makes a lot of sense. It gives you like the burst power while still giving you like combat tricks. And when someone knows that you have the seven K reduction Ramu in your hand, like they have to play so much differently against. Sion. Oh yeah, for sure. it, it's already worse than it already is. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, as long as they have Ali Say online, it's pretty. It's, st- it's still the same deck. Uh, Absolutely. One thing about EU is they seem like they're still on the traditional. Other than like JFB, everybody's mm-hmm. playing like the traditional Earth Wind. No one's really playing mm-hmm. like the Urianje with the Fire with Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's funny because I I really feel like that's the better version. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I I think the traditional Earth Wind is great too, and even the Earth Wind with Yuri, which we'll talk about because that made an appearance at another tournament. Um, yep. is is pretty good, but I just feel like the build with the Phoenixes and then Noctis and Mm-hmm. I don't know. To me, that feels like the way to go, but it definitely uh, is a little bit harder to play, and I guess more to opportunity to brick because you're running four colors. So, no, for sure. And uh, I know we've said it before. You know, Wind Water and Earth Wind are both; those are both really hard decks to play. Like the, each one has a lot of lines on at any given time. Like you have, you literally have options like A through J, and you have to pick one. And like none of them are wrong but some are more, like, approximately right, if that makes sense. No, yeah, I mean, they're not easy to play at all. As you can tell from the uh, the Soldier series, I mean, we had, you know, a uh, new player, Willie, was playing the deck, and there were some 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 legit sequencing errors that he had. And, you know, and that's, but that's, you know, again, it comes with the territory. That deck takes reps, like, a lot of reps to know, like, the ins and outs. And even then, you'll probably discover something new while you're playing it. So we have that, you know, congratulations again to Robert Phillips going back-to-back uh, Grand Opens. Um, seems pretty, uh, seems pretty strong to me, Adam. I don't know, I don't know about you, but, uh, you know, winning two back-to-back big events like that. Yeah. Now this one, the size, I want to say this one only had like 44, 44 to 45 participants as opposed to like the 120 that was at the Wales one. But still, you've got a field full of killers over yeah. there. The heavy hitters are still there. Absolutely. So it, it's, it's, it's hard. It is hard in this, in any card game to win back-to-back big events like that. Cause A, you win one, people are going to be. You know, people are going to be eyeballing your deck. They're going to know your deck, and they're going to they're going to you know be teching to 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 beat that, and to to win a second one is like just in a row is really really impressive, like super impressive. Like that, that doesn't happen often. You know what I mean? Yep. And on pretty much the exact same list. Exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah. Just with a couple, I think I think the changes he made make the deck that much better. I agree. So. But then we're going to bring uh, now we're going to bring it back to uh, to this side of the pond. Uh, we're not so much going in order of the news because uh, the other two things we're going to talk about, like the last piece of news we're going to talk about is the spoiler because I think there's a lot to talk about there. But now we're going to talk about the uh, Portland Petite Cup that took place last night. It was in Portland, right? Epic Games? Yeah, Oregon. Epic it Games. might not be exactly in Portland, but it's definitely in Oregon. Okay. Yeah, they had their um, they had their Petite Cup last night. They streamed it. A lot of things to talk about there. It was won by, um, his name is Robert. I can't remember his last name, but he went undefeated. I think his name was Ray, Ray, right? Ray, it was, is it Ray? Okay, I thought it was Robert. I want to say his name was... Yeah. Yeah, okay, so it's, you're right. It is Ray. He went undefeated playing um, uh, what he called cold turkey, just uh, ice wind birds, chocobos. Yep. It, it was a snow deck, so, I mean, it's one of those... It was obviously really, really fast. Get you know, get out ahead, get low to the ground, and then just... He, you know, he, so he went undefeated, played against a lot of things. Uh, Adam, what are your thoughts on everything as far as, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of unpack this from... You know, from a commentary standpoint, from like a present, I guess a presentation standpoint to a um, 
I guess, to a um, a deck breakdown, I guess, kind of thing. It, 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 there's a lot of different stuff being played at this one. Yeah, uh, I don't think I saw a single water wind deck, which is I didn't odd. Um, but, I mean, you know, maybe they they just don't like it up there, and that's fine. I mean, the game's still at a point, like I said, where you can play a lot of things, so it's not like Absolutely. you have to play these decks. But it is odd that I didn't see any water wind. There was some earth wind, but I think the only earth wind I saw was the Yuri earth wind, which, again, mm-hmm. is a little odd. I mean... Sam played that deck down in Florida to some pretty good success, and I don't mm-hmm. think the deck's bad. Uh, yep. I just feel like the other deck's still better. Yeah, um, it was Ray Chow that won, so I just had to look it up. Yep. I apologize for calling you Robert. You're clearly <laughs> a Ray. You look like a Ray. Yeah, and I feel like he played pretty well all day, um, and I feel like a lot of people weren't experienced in how to deal with what he was doing. People were getting very scared and mm-hmm. trying to match his tempo, and you can't do that against an aggro tech yeah, especially one that's got snow on the back line if you drop forwards they're just going to party attack and pull your two guys that you just played yep. and just continue to read the value out of it you have to get to a point where you're out valuing him and you can't mm-hmm. do that on like one or two backups when he's yeah, you also yeah he's also playing backups right like his like mm-hmm. snow is a backup so he's he's building resources while hitting you in the face Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't just play stuff that's not giving you resources and then still get hit in the face. Like that's essentially mm-hmm. what I saw people doing. And like I said, I play, I think he played well, and I I think a lot of his lines were were spot on. Um, the, mm-hmm. the way he did them. Um, there was some sloppiness on stream for sure. I saw a few things that were a little strange. Yeah, I mean, I guess those things will sometimes happen, but it would just be oh, nice yeah. if they're cool. I mean, they happen to us too sometimes. Like I, I oh, go yeah. back and watch our stuff, and yeah, I mean. Other than that, I guess the stream itself, uh, I'm not a huge fan of just the players commentating for like a, an event that's supposed to be like this caliber, I guess. thought that was kind of mm-hmm. weird. Uh, obviously, downtime's still a problem. Uh, cutting the stream mm-hmm. off in between rounds is a little bit of a bummer. The interviews seem short, <laughs> like very short. Like even when they, had the, they pulled Ray on at the very end and they asked him one question and then they were like, see you guys later. Like, that was it. Well then. Um but the quality was good. Like, uh, like the, well, the stream the picture, was beautiful. Yeah. I thought it looked great. It looked absolutely aesthetically. It was pleasing. But uh, I agree with you. I think I think downtime is still a problem. And granted, it, it is it, it is easier said than done, right? Like to go back to the reunion. You know, Rice and I sat there on commentary. Like we were. You you can watch the progression of the day. Like we're we're so full of energy and lively, and then coming down, like we get to like top eight, and we're just like, yeah, he played that card whatever yeah you need like a tag you need to tag out like if you're gonna do that that we don't and i think we've talked about that with our stuff is like you need a a a partner another partner of commentators to like tag out and take a break so that you're ready to go again especially when you're gonna play top eight that day at a petite cup you know that's right even arn anderson had to tag in tully blanchard every (laughs) once in a while you know what i mean (laughs) yeah i mean and I just hope that uh, the, the Crystal Cups don't do this because, like, dropping a stream in the middle of a round and then having to wait for the video to come back up on YouTube is super annoying. Right. And I understand they wanted to split their videos up to, like, already have them ready to go, but, like, it just it just breaks the action even more than having a break screen at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have to wait and keep refreshing the channel until you see the video come back up. Yeah, it's because uh, there were a lot of times I had to keep refreshing, and I would still get like something else. And it was, and like I said, it's you know this is the first time they've had that. This is the I guess the first time they've had to stream something this big. They you know they just do their locals three nights a week, which what like you said before, having that's fine for locals. The way they're doing it is absolutely killer for locals. 
Oh yeah, I mean, you want people to play, and so being able to like hear the players while they play, that's fine for a local event because that still allows everybody that wants to play, they can still play. Mm-hmm. Um, and you still get like a quality stream out of that. But when it's like something like this level, even though it's mm-hmm. just a petite cup, I feel like you can't do that. Like you need to have something to keep people engaged. Yeah, and yeah, that's that, the pace for, like, especially if they're getting a crystal cup too. Yeah, and like it's not going to be engaged if like me and you are playing each other, and I'll be like, I'll target Zidane. Like, yeah, like <laughs> that's like mm-hmm. that's boring, and you know, yeah. I don't know how better to explain it. And then yeah, I mean that's so, really yeah, all I, mean, I got like, to say. Yeah, like overall, like I said I thought it was a great, I thought it was great. Um, and this, you know, and it's not just them. Downtime has been something that's been indicative of this entire like streaming. Uh, of the entire like streaming endeavor of the of the competitive events, and that's globally, downtime is a problem, and I just don't. I, it's getting better clearly, um, but it, it it does it is taxing. It does wipe you out, and I know there are things that you know it, it it's hard. I'm not going to say it's easy because just because we do it doesn't mean it's it, it doesn't wear us out, and it's a lot of extra work that goes into it, like. Making the slides, having the backup match—that's that's money spent on extra equipment. Um, you know, being being there, tied to that chair for you know eight to ten hours at a time—that's that, a that's a day of work. Like that is literally a day of work. So I can get why people might not want to do it because you know you you do this so you don't have to work. You want to have fun. Granted, I have fun doing it, so I don't mind you know sitting there for ten hours. But it's it's not easy and also being able to have something to stay for that entire time is not easy so don't, don't i don't want to make it sound like we're knocking people that don't that don't do you know i guess that allow the downtime to stay in these large you know increments it, it's not easy it's something that takes time to figure out and you got to have some charisma behind it you got to be able to have somebody there that can keep people engaged if that makes sense no yeah i mean i think that we've been saying that for a while yeah, but overall it was a great event. I enjoyed it. It was fun watching some neat decks. Uh, you know, congrats to all the top eight. Congrats to uh, Ray for winning. I believe all of top four um, get to go to Kansas City, correct? Yeah, top four qualifies for the Petit Cup finals. Yep. So eight players for the Kansas City Petit Cup have been uh, have been um, you know their their spots have been solidified for the for the circuit finals. Um, and we've got what a few more to go because we've got New York coming up here. New York, uh, Richmond. Richmond, uh, Arizona. Yeah, is that it? Yeah. I think. And, and isn't there one oh, in like, like Kansas City like yeah. the day before? Yeah, that's like the uh, the last one. Yeah. Yeah. So there's uh, there's 16 more players that are going to be you know vying for that uh, that Nationals invite. So we'll see what we'll see what happens as that unfolds. Like I said, you know, ours is on the 23rd of February, so a little bit less than a month. I don't know. We've already uh, you know we put the pre reg up the other day. This is a nice little segue. Uh, we put the pre reg up what. Two days ago? Uh, I think it's been three days at this point. Okay, because I know we hit 50 on the first day. We've hit 60 now. We're almost we're at, at 70. Yeah, we're almost awesome. at 70. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, so I think we're capping the pre-reg at, what, 120, but that still leaves us, uh, like, extra spots the day of. Yeah, Dan wants to cap the pre-reg so that we don't, like, fill the entire store but and to still allow for people to walk in. Mm-hmm. Um, so 120 is not, like, the absolute cap, but... Mm-hmm. We want to cap pre-reg at 120. Yeah, and don't get it twisted. Since they've renovated that place, um, and it was already big, now it's even bigger. Yeah, I think we could probably fit 150 people in there, but it would be not super comfortable. Yeah, it'd be a squeeze. It would yeah. be a squeeze, but they could eat you know, 125, 130 easily. Yeah. 
So, and that, that gives you, you know, that lets us, you know, gauge where we're going to be at for the Crystal Cup as well. But, uh, yeah, if you plan on coming to RVA, go ahead and, um, you know, message uh, Daniel Jones or Adam here, and they'll, uh, you know, they'll get you on our list for the pre-reds for the Richmond Petite Cup. We've got a lot of prizes. I'm actually sitting here at my computer. I've actually got the full Art Yastola in my hand. It is a beautiful, beautiful card and a great card, and, and one suitable for uh, for champions, I should say. Yeah, and I, I might, we might still add more to the prize pool. I'm still trying oh, to figure stuff out, so. Absolutely. So we got a lot there. And then uh, next, this Saturday coming up, we're going to be going down to uh, Game Theory down in North Carolina, uh, the the Ranch Master store. Uh, they have the, I believe they're calling it the Keyblade uh, Invitational or Keyblade Open, I believe is what it's called. Keyblade Cup, I think, because they're giving Keyblade. away a replica Keyblade to first place. Yeah, and we've already got a shelf at, uh, at Battlegrounds to go right above Colin's title belt for that. So, you know, we're going to try to bring that back home. But it's going to be a great event. Those guys always, always do great work down there. And, uh, you know, and it's, you know, a few hours away for it, so it's not like it's out of our way. And, you know, Hunter comes up and visits us, and we like we like going down there and hanging out with those guys too. So it's going to be a great time. Yep. Uh, I don't think the event's going to be streamed, but it'll be, you know, it'll be a good time regardless. Yeah, I don't think there's any stream. So, you know, a lot of fun events happening, a lot of fun events coming up. But uh, also, you know, the big thing that's happening right now is, Adam, it's spoiler time. It's spoiler season time. Yeah, we got so, our first official spoiler that's not a yeah, promo. Yeah, our first uh, card of the week is what it was. And this is, a, this is a fun one, Adam. I don't know if you have it pulled up. We can go ahead I and uh, I I, yeah, go ahead and read it down. So it's a, it's a starter card. It's, mm-hmm. the, it's Lease. She's a 3CP Fire 7K Category 14 Scion of 7th Dawn. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't play. You cannot play lease or card named Yida while already in control of either character. Mm-hmm. And the forge you, other than lease, you control gain a thousand power. If you receive five points of damage or more, the forge you control gain two thousand power instead. And then she has an S Dragon Kick for S and tap. Choose a forward deal at eight thousand damage. I think the card's good. I think the card's actually really good. Now, um, this is you know this is me. I'm I'm not you know I'm not all lured up on Final Fantasy fourteen. So Adam, who is lease? Is lease Yida? Are they the same person? Uh, kinda. They're sisters. Um, okay. But like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to. We don't have to spoil the entire thing, but just that they're, they're it's very flavorful, I guess, is what I'll say. Okay. It, it make it, it does like... make sense without spoiling like what it is. Mm-hmm. But but they are sisters. So. Okay. So they're sisters. Okay. So they're not the same person. Okay. No, they're not. Um. But okay. they are and they aren't. And that's all I'll say. Like, it, <laughs> okay, fair enough. That's all we. That's all we need to know. Yeah. So, but as far as a card goes, I think the only downside of the card is that it's red. Uh, so I mean, I'm glad it's red. To be honest, like, I, you they have to be careful of how they print scions, right? Oh, and they I, do. And they I feel really, like really they printed this. You're not playing this in a scion deck, right? No, you, no. you can't even really play this in title the way this is worded. To be honest. It's true. Um, because you can't even in title, you can't play Lita and Yeesh on the same board uh, without mm-hmm. some like janky means. I don't. I don't think there is any means in title. Like there are some janky things you could do in standard mm-hmm. to get them both out, but like it requires usually your opponent to control one or the other, and it's probably just not going to happen. And then you have to steal it. it yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because just as clarification, like uh, cards like X Death and Phoenix do play the card, so that's illegal. Uh, you'd have to do things where, like they're already out where you like you have to you'd have to like shuyin a lease while you control the Yida or something like that. So good luck doing that. Uh, yeah, if you can get that off, go ahead. There, you, you've heard it. There might be like another interaction that I'm not thinking of. Oh, you could probably blank uh, lease and then play. You could like play Yuri, I guess, if you wanted to, mm-hmm. and you could blank her and then play Yida. You could do that, I guess. That, that's just exhausting. Uh, but it's probably just not worth it. 
No. Uh, <laughs> but uh, her her second ability is uh, worded pretty terribly, honestly. Uh, so just for clarification, at five damage, she does buff herself. Yes. Uh, that has been confirmed uh, by Kageyama. Yep. Um, I know we were like arguing back and forth over it. It's the wording is pretty poor, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, now that I get it, I mean, I think it makes her a lot better. Uh, she's a pretty good Phoenix target. I mean, she's got to oh, be I, maybe the best fire Phoenix target. Like, it's her. It's her Vivi, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and then her S is cheap, and it makes you want to run multiple copies. Like, like it's you know, it's it's only yeah, it's just water S, kick. and it and it's yeah, it's water kick, but cheaper. Does more mm-hmm. damage and it doesn't dull. Yep. So, um, yeah. I mean, other than I know I'm gonna sound kind of like a dick, I guess, but I don't like that it's called Dragon Kick. I feel like they should have picked a better move. But, uh-huh. but I think it's fine. Like I'm not gonna like, you know, I, I wouldn't like fight to the death over that, you know. Well, you so, so you're you're not gonna you're not gonna talk you're not gonna uh, get RB on the horn and be like, yo, lore boy here. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Drag Kick is a monk move, and she's a monk, so it, it makes sense. But uh, other than it's just a weird choice of move. That's all. Um, yeah, but I think but it's I, fine. I think overall, yeah, I think overall the card's good. Um, and this kind of—I um, was actually thinking about this this morning. I don't like, and you know, maybe this can kind of segue into like what we're, you know, one of the things we're going to talk about primarily. Um, I don't know how I feel about. I, I guess it's a mixed bag. Two of these fire cards, the, the two cards that have been spoiled have both been fire cards. Three, and this was three fires have all been fire. What was that? What was the other one? Cloud, Cloud. Bahamut, yeah. and Lease. Oh yeah, Bahamut as well. Yeah. So they've all been fire cards, with the exception of Bahamut. And you started seeing a lot of that in this set too. They really want fire to be like on the ropes before their cards start getting good. Like at five points of damage, this card's a monster. At five points of damage, Cloud is a monster. Mm-hmm. Um. Jet becomes a monster at four points of damage. Samurai becomes a great card at five points of damage. I, I get, I, I like the idea, and I get the mindset of using, you know, your damage as another resource or your your damage threshold threshold as a resource. But it's just rough when you know you want to play these cards, but like they're not really like they, they, you haven't even seen their final form yet. You've got to be like like on the ropes to really get the max value out of some of these cards. But then you get a card like. You know, I don't know, like a card like Do- other elements get a card like Genesis, Dotaluma, uh, you know, Chalinka. These cards are great at any point in the game. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Because I, 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 I get it. I get there's like this the, this factor where like you can kind of build with fire. And then it's like, all right, well, I'm at four or five damage. Boom, 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 boom. I just take over the game and win. But, but that, that, that's a slippery slope and that you're kind of on dangerous grounds. Once you hit that five damage threshold, it doesn't take much for you to just lose. Yeah, I mean, I do think uh, it could be good. Like, it, if it if it allows them to turn the corner hard enough, it could be hard to finish them off. Like, if your forwards just get gigantic and you're just dropping dudes for, like, one CP, you know, mm-hmm. at, at five, like, you're going to be able to put enough bodies. Obviously, like, unblockable stuff is still going to really be dangerous for you. Like, Adele, cards like Adele, you better have mm-hmm. ways to deal with them. And mm-hmm. typically in a fire deck, it's going to be pretty easy to, to kill something that's a 5K, right? Right. Um, their problem cards won't change though. That's my issue. Like Yastola is still going to be a problem. Dotaluma is still going to be a problem. I guess you could get big enough to to not care much about Dotaluma and just swing over him. Mm-hmm. But Yastola is still going to mess with like a lot of your tricks that you're going to have, mm-hmm. and and you can't kill her with damage, which is like everything you have. 
So I kind of, I still hope that Fire gets like, and I guess we could talk about this in Open State. So I want the main topic. So I won't talk on it. But I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I, I don't know how good it is yet, but it can be good. I saw somebody like say that they hope that they print a fire card that like pretends you're on a certain point of damage, and I think if they do that, that's gonna be absurdly broken. Yo, like, yeah, like absurdly broken because it, unless it's like somehow specific to fire, like can you imagine playing Noctis and then playing that card, and you're like, I'm at six, <laughs> <laughs> like, like yeah, yeah, it's like. Or five, excuse me, and every time, you know, you would take yeah, it. Yeah, seems slightly overpowered. I get it. I But I, I get the sentiment. I get, like, the idea of a mechanic. But, like, the, the, stuff like this, the way this game is put together, like, stuff like that, you got to be so careful. So careful. Yeah, I kind of hope that... I, I was kind of hoping that they would just push Fire to be some sort of aggro deck. Like, mm. I mean, look at the Warrior Light deck. The Warrior Light deck's pretty decent. Yeah, it's and, fast. It's yeah. really, really fast, and... It has a lot of it has it has more gas than you would think it does. Yeah, so I I mean I really think they should have just supported that more instead of yeah, trying to make like, fire go to this slow fire. tempo. I'm gonna take damage thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, but granted, that just means you can play three Edgars in that deck. So. <laughs> I don't know if he's gonna fit, but you could try. <laughs> I, oh, you know I will. Yeah. But. And so th- that's about it for the news, and we'll kind of unpack more of what we were talking about with Lee. Um, so we got kind of two main topics here. And the first one is kind of derived from, I know earlier, I want to say it was either earlier this week or late last week, they showed um, this portfolio. And they did it before, uh, like the Art of Tactics Advance 2 that they used for the trading card game. Yeah, and they did it for Final Fantasy 2 also. They did it for the yeah. Final Fantasy 2 cards. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I thought and that's really neat. Like, people really like, you know, the artwork is one of the things that really get people into the game. Like, for me... Yamato art is just to me the Yamato art is indicative of Final Fantasy. When I think Final Fantasy, I think the Yamato art because it has this this whimsicalness. Everything seems very organic. Um, it's just it, it just it just it screams high fantasy to me, and I and I like that. I think it's absolutely great. So reason we're bringing this up is a I think the art's beautiful, but b how great would it be? This is all art that they they've used for the trading card game. At least some, at least these two portfolios that they've shown. Why would they? Why is something like this not on the table? Like a, um, again, to you know, I know we use comparisons to Magic and other card games, but other card games will put out these collector sets of like ten to twelve cards that are unique to that set. Why can't they take that that portfolio, give us category like full art foil sets, similar to like from the Vault in Magic, where you take these cards that already exist, but now you've slapped a new paint job on them. And you could charge, like I'm telling you, if they took that Tactics Advance 2 portfolio, give me a Full Art Foil Luso, Adele, a Lua, Sid of Clan Gully, uh, Mateus, trying to think of what else is in that portfolio, um, uh, Lezaford. Yeah, any of this, any of the art that has like the little tax bubbles. Yeah, Ewan, yeah, Montblanc. No, yeah, not Mateus, yeah, Ewan, Montblanc. Anything that has that artwork on it, give us Full Art Foils, put it in a collector's package, charge me 50 or 60 bucks for it because guess what i'd snap by three of them and then do that with other artists you know imagine if there was a final fantasy 6 like a mono collector's foil set full art sabins full art locks full art uh, nanner sids you know like like this, these are the kind of things like you you want to make money you want to put out I, I maybe there's like contracts with the artists or something like that i don't yeah. i don't know i, don't I, know. I was gonna bring that up i think that could be a problem just because 
I, I don't know their deals with these artists, and I feel like it probably is pretty specific to keeping it on certain cards and using mm-hmm. the art that they have. And it might cost them more money to do something like that. I agree they'll make money. I don't mm-hmm. I don't deny that at all. I also think um, the only other issue I would have with it, like, I would snap by them too, right? Like the market is obviously like us at that point, right? Yep. Um, but I think I would rather them put more money into have, getting more people playing the game than mm-hmm. spending more money, like, you know, doing that so that the people that are already playing just spend more money. And mm-hmm. that's fine. I mean, because like you said, it's an aesthetic thing, right? Like we're we're paying for cards we already have. They just look yep. cooler to us. Yep. Um, and I mean, that's like free free dollars, um, basically. Mm-hmm. And but the only thing is, like, I would rather them, I would rather them spend more money to ha- like to make the to advertise the game more, right? To mm-hmm. to broad to to make the audience more broad, and then do something like this where they'll make even mm-hmm. more money off it, anyways. You know. Well, because also that'll make you know, stuff like that would make fantastic prizes at an event. Like, oh, oh if you win, yeah. you get this this tactics advance too, or this Final Fantasy two full art foil set. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, no doubt. Like I I don't think it's a bad idea at all. Like I would love those cards, full art of Lua. Like yeah, sign me up. Um, yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Give yeah. me full art six cards, full art. You know, because even like the the Final Fantasy two artwork from Opus six, that's all beautiful artwork. I would love to see that foiled without the borders of the card. Like I think that'd be absolutely neat and i think they could really get a lot of mileage off of that um but again i'm sure there's a lot of behind the scenes logistics to it but uh you know the reason i brought that up is i think it would be you know just a neat way to have some more um like I, I think you know what happens is everybody you know we kind of talked about this touched on this a little bit last week when the sets come out people buy their box or their case or whatever and then they don't buy anything else until the next set but if you put like these supplemental products out, that's a way to get people to continue to buy product. Yes, I realize you're also making more product, but you're you're giving people a reason to continue to buy things. And I think that's when you have a, a card game, when you have a, something like this that you collect, you've got to give things for people to collect. Yeah, like uh, not to open up old wounds, but draft does that too. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. That, that's why I brought it up because uh, and I'm I'm really glad you said that because that's why I brought it up. Because there are still people that are still firmly in the sand on the whole draft thing. And I'm, I, we don't want to get into that. But by doing things like this, it allows you to make money without, without like, the divide. Right, yeah. I mean, that no one would be mad if they did this. Correct. Uh, Nobody would be mad. Uh, and I, I agree with you. Draft, you, know, buy for, you know, getting people to buy more packs for draft sets and things like that. And you could even sell... You, you know, like they, they, you see these cards in like the blister packs or whatever at um at like big box stores. You know, Magic does it too. They'll put three packs of something in a blister pack. It's like, all right. Here's a draft set of this set. Boom. There's no reason they couldn't sell a six pack of, of you know Final Fantasy packs. And boom, here's a draft set. You know what I mean? Yeah. It would be kind of nice now that they've upped it to six packs actually to do that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, th- I think there's a lot they can do. Like su- getting supplemental products in different avenues. I think is just. I think it's inevitable. But just seeing, like, when we saw that, when I saw that full art, and I think someone mocked up in one of our chats, mocked up what a full art Alua would look like. And that's really what brought this to mind. Cause I would just love, like, I don't play Luso. I don't really play Adele, but I would love to have those cards, like, sitting in whatever package they come in. And it's like, boom, here you go. This is a neat little, and it, it's just, it's, you know, it lets people really, um, you know, enjoy the art from the artists in this game, too. Cause that's one of the big things. 
you know, people in, who play card games love the art. Like in Versus, I love the Cully Hammer art, the uh, the um, Ed McGinnis art, like uh, what was another Andrew Robinson art. Like I, I, I love the it. Alex Ross. Alex Ross cards were yeah. always. Pretty That's amazing. what I'm saying. And you know, we have that avenue in this game why can't they put out full arts of this stuff and you know that's what i'm saying like it's it's you know that, that's something i want people like you know in the comments and you know on youtube or you know when we post this in any of the pages you know sound off in the comments let us know what you think of something like this let us know what you would like to see as far as like a a supplemental product similar like they've kind of done that similarly with the the two-player starter set the dual deck essentially mm. the, that's that's the that's like the first step towards things like this and i think more more products like that is just nothing but a plus for everybody but now that we've said that let's get into the main like our main main topic and i know this is something we like to do especially once you know we, we kind of do this a couple times before the set dro- the next set drops you know we kind of get our we have our wish list then we do our early impressions and then we kind of review the set so adam today is the day wish list you got you got you got your your lamp. You're rubbing it. The the Final Fantasy genie is about to pop out. Let's talk. Let's talk wish lists for each element, like we normally do. And I think it's the the best place to start, and because you know we kind of touched on it a little bit with lease. Let's talk about fire first. What is your wish list for fire in Opus Eight? Uh, I think I kind of touched on it earlier. Uh, mm-hmm. I I need they need a card that breaks. That's not mm-hmm. a special. Like I don't care how situational it is something mm-hmm. and i don't even care if it says exactly cost three like they need a card that breaks your stola yep um like or or maybe like backup destruction would be nice too um mm-hmm. in case like if fire kind of gets really good they need to have an answer to minwoo because if it ever gets really good and ping is like the way it's getting good then mm-hmm. uh minwoo's still gonna like hose them pretty bad so but it seems yeah. like they're going in a direction where it's not gonna be ping it's gonna be like my guys are bigger than your guys so they need they need a card that can break a character of cost three. Yeah, three or less, or however they. I mean, my idea. I don't know if people saw the um, the character correspondence from probably like a month or two ago at this point. Mm-hmm. But I was like, they should print an Irvin forward. Mm-hmm. I don't give a crap what his power is. Like he could be like VV level, like three CP, four K or whatever. Mm-hmm. And when he comes into play, uh, you choose a forward, and if the cards in their hand are equal to or less than the cost of that forward, he breaks it. Mm-hmm. So it's situational. It doesn't always work. They mm-hmm. have a response. They can try to save their Yustola if they can get their cards down to two. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, he breaks her. Or Yustola can just cancel it, and that's what you want to do anyway. Right. So like it, yeah, because yeah. you're targeting her. Like, you don't yeah. care. 100%. Yeah. And I feel like that's a fair ability. I don't yeah, know. On, I mean, on a body that's not going to be big. Yeah, like, I agree with that 100%. I think that's that's what fire needs. So, I mean, now, other than that, I guess maybe, like, a summon that's not burn damage, like, or some kind of new mechanic with fire, because, like, ping, ping is the worst form of removal in the game. Mm-hmm. It just is. And they already have set this precedence for, like, okay, if, if it's going to deal 8k, it has to be a 4cp. But the problem is, like, you're spending 4cp, and you might kill a 4cp. The thing about, yeah. like, cards like Odin, it's like, I'm spending 4cp, <clears throat> and something that's 4cp or less is going to die. Like... Mm-hmm. Doesn't Eight. matter what their power level is. Yeah, so I think that's the big issue with fires removal is like it's all this stacking damage and there's just too much things you can do to stop stacking damage from happening mm-hmm. or too many responses you can have, mm-hmm. and and sometimes yeah, sometimes your guys the other guys are just too big and the damage doesn't matter. Right. So what you're saying is just straight up like because also too what we're looking like 
is fire is really playing on this damage threshold thing. Like we, we've kind of seen this in the last two sets. Do you think that's something they, they're, they're going to continue to focus on? Like fire is just going to become amazing once you hit five points of damage and you'll have card like more cards that let you damage yourself? Probably. I, I think the issue is because of the precedent they've set with the damage on summons, mm-hmm. uh, they they can't print other things that are just flat out better without worrying about like power creep, right? Like if, if you print a 4 CP summon that does 9 or 10k damage or something, like that's mm-hmm. just innately going to be better than a lot of things that already exist. And, right. that, and that's why they worded Bahamut the way they worded him, right? Even yeah, though you have to pay for that, you have to pay yeah. for it with that. Otherwise, like he would, it would just be a better card, right? Like that's why they yeah. did it, and they're trying to, they're trying to do that with across all elements. There, there's really no card that does the same exact thing as another card in this game, mm-hmm. aside from like cards that are just blank, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, and I think they're trying to keep up with that, and I think that's an issue for Fire is because they don't want to just print something that's flat out better than what we already have, and what we have is not good, you know? (laughs) No, that makes perfect sense. So, and I get it. It's a slippery slope when you start letting the red deck become like a lot more powerful. And I get, I get that. That's, that's indicative across every card game. That's color based. Red is always like that super hyper aggro. And if they just get one more thing, they could just be, end up being the best element in the game. Yeah. I I mean, I do think they're decent right now. I think, but I think they should have nurtured like the aggro more. Um, yeah, the Warrior of Light deck is very, very real. It has been very real this set. Yeah, so I think giving stuff to that instead of trying to push another archetype. But, you know, maybe when they designed the set, you know, they didn't know that that aggro deck was going to be good, you know? Right. So it's possible. Right, that makes were, sense. Yeah. They were and right and that's why this is our wish list, right? Like, we don't know what's going to happen. Like, I, I think just based on what we've seen so far, they're, they're pushing a real big, slow fire deck because, you know, Cloud costs five. You have to pay for Bahamut with backups. And lease is good when you're on five as well. And you know, obviously, you want to you want to have an established board when you play lease because she's an anthem for everybody else. Yeah, I mean, it could be good. the The payoff has to be still a bit better in order. Yeah, like, there has that. to be some other payoff card in mm-hmm. order to make this good because you're going to be like getting rid of a lot of other stuff. I mean, obviously, you have like in that deck, you're going to be playing like K Tuna and stuff to make your summons better. You're yep. gonna, you're going to run this lease card. You're going to run. Uh, Jacked, you know, but the problem is those cards outside of Jack, but but Jacked, it has to hit the threshold to be good. Um, yep. are slow still, like mm-hmm. they're still slow, they don't, they don't really do much to turn their out. And fire definitely needs that too. And that's another, I go back to the Irvin again. Like, if you print a card like that, he does something the, the turn he comes out, he's gonna do something. It doesn't matter if it fizzles or whatever, but he's gonna do something. Like, yep, and that's what fire needs. Fire needs cards that do something. Like any more cards, like Aegis, they have something when they when they hit the board, they're doing something. Yeah. But and also too, right? Like if you turn fire into this slower tempo kind of game, the 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 best decks in the game, and this is, if we're to take obviously this is you know kind of the future of fire based on what we see versus like the current meta. If you allow Earth Wind to get set up or Wind Water to get set up, I don't care how big your dudes are. They're all just going to get knocked down to Yuri or they're going to get Dotaluma down or Diabolos down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's, so. all, that's what I'm saying with payoff cards. Like, if they're going to do this kind of slow, I'm going to turn the corner hard deck, they mm-hmm. need a big payoff card. And I haven't seen that yet. Like, great. Yeah. My guys are plus 2K now with, with, uh, with Lisa. That's good. And I mean, that, you know, it's going to let me get over top of things. And I do think she's a good card. But they need mm-hmm. some other payoff card, some something yep. else, and it, and it needs to do something instantly, like 
it, if it comes into the field, enter, enter the field, if I'm at five, do something really good. Yep. And then, then maybe give me a static effect after that something, but it, it needs, it needs to have an immediate impact. Like it needs more, you need more cards like the five CP cloud that when it comes into play, it does do something. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that card is good as well. I just, I think it, it has to be something else. I don't know what yeah. it is. I, I like, I, I'd have to like sit and think on it, but I think they need another payoff card. Right, and and something that's good at any point in the game because right now, like Cloud, really gets his value late game, or when you're like, "Cool, I'm at six damage. All right, well, let's put you know nine k onto this thing, and you know whatever. You know, like you, you you need something that you can play like early in the game and feel like you've established your presence, if that makes sense. Yep. So that's fire. Um, and I agree with all of that. I think you know that's kind of why we started with them because we were touching on that with Lee. Um, now let's move on to um, let's move on to Earth. Um, as far as wish, wish lists for Earth, what do what would you like to see? Uh, I, I guess like put like, don't give them any more Earth Wind cards. Like you can't, yes, you can't push that archetype anymore. So like, no good Final Fantasy Eleven stuff. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's a dangerous print. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything that pings is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously Earth doesn't have a lot of cards to do that. That's why they run the wind. Mm-hmm. Um. And they have to be careful about like more toolboxy stuff. I think they need to push the big doofy dudes again to make mm-hmm. people go back to play an Earth deck that's not Scions, that's not Earthwind, mm-hmm. uh, and even I guess the Earth Lightning decks that uh, you know, like similar to what Ian's been running, which is just right. they need to push an archetype that's running Earth that's not a control deck. Is I guess is what I'm saying because all those decks are outside of Scions. Like Scions is running it for the Scions, but like the Earth Lightning and the Earthwind. Like those are control archetypes, so I don't know. Push like a mid rangey kind of. Yeah, like kind of like I know we were talking about this before the podcast, but like the Opus Five style Mono Earth, push that. Yeah, bursts and doofy forwards, but you actually like play backups and establish, not like the the NorCal special where it's just Yang Ursula Vanille. All right, deal with this, and I've got EX burst to back me up. Not yeah. that style of Earth, but. I mean, like, even if they push that too, that's fine. Something a different style that is not the control style. You know? Yeah. Well, uh, for Earth, I want to see because we've already got Noctis. I want to see them push archetype with him and the re- the rest of the boys, as it were. You know, give us give us a, cert- a category fifteen because category fifteen is supposed to be pretty prevalent in this set, correct? So prevalent? I don't know, but I think they said there's at least a card in there. Okay. Um, yeah, just because it's on the list doesn't mean you're gonna get a lot of cards. I, I don't learn that. Yeah, so I mean, it's possible that we get the three you know, other party members. Yeah, I'd like to see that because um, obviously, just from what we see, what we've seen from the, the I guess the uh, the fan, the Brave Exvius fan fest overseas, that there's a lot of Brave Exvius cards coming out in this set. Mm-hmm. And they look like they're fire and lightning and wind is what I saw primarily. I don't think I saw any yellow cards. Uh, I think if I remember back to like the naked artwork that I think they you're right. Me. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I have to go back and look, but I think you're right. But I, I'd like to see them. You know, if if they're gonna print the rest of like you know Noctis's boys, I'd like to see them either in Earth or Fire, and kind of make them their own this own like self-contained archetype where you know they they make each other strong, similar to like the uh, the Brandellis, Siguardius, and uh, Pelinor, but yeah. better. You know, it'd be dope. That I don't know. I just thought of this. Like, just thought of this. What if they printed a Gladio that said uh-huh. that said if you take seven points of damage or more, you don't die as long as he's on the board. That'd be really hype. That would be really, really hype. It's 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 one of the yeah. Like there there's cards like that in Magic where like 
you know, the, the Gideon emblem from Amonkhet, whereas as long as you controlled Gideon, you can't lose the game and your opponent can't win the game. Because, like, the thing is, like, you, you could still take taking damage. Like, you could go to damage 7, 8, 9, as long mm-hmm. as he's on the board. Obviously, you'd have to make him, like, removable. Like, you can't make him, like, stupid. But that's, yeah. that combos really well with Noctis, because it'll give Noctis the extra 6 damage yep. triggers. Yep, and then if you can back that up with, you know, something like your Stoler, that'd be really, really sick, and I think that'd be incredibly powerful. Like, you could make him the Legendary. Obviously, there's the Legendary right there, but I think that'd be really neat. And yeah, like, all you gotta do is remove him, and cool, that's it, because it's, you know, I, I like that. I like that I like that idea a lot. Then, obviously, you can use Earth cards like Titan, Cockatrice, stuff to protect him, to keep him on the board. So I think that'd be really neat. I'd like to see something like that. That's what I want to see out of Earth, just something with Noctis and his boys. I want to see... I want to see them do some kind of, like, new self-contained archetype. Yeah, I mean, that's cool, too. I guess what I'm saying is, like, I want to see Earth cards that don't go in Earthwind or, like, a yeah. control-style deck. Like, a deck that doesn't run 11 cards in Chantoto, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that'd be nice to see it kind of switched up. So now let's talk about uh, let's talk about water. This is one that really hasn't changed much ever. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure what to give water, to be honest. Uh, they... Something that's not Facilia, because that seems really the only way to play Mono Water right now, mm-hmm. uh, is to play like little dudes with Facilia and Birth Summons, and then drop your Cloud of Darkness. Like it's pretty cut and dry mm-hmm. how you play Water, and it also is the reason why I feel like it's not top tier right now, just because of that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I honestly well, it's very like, narrow for sure. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what to give them. Like. I'll let you well, go first, and I'll think about it. Well, I don't know. Like, I think, I think if you're gonna give give water a different avenue, you might have to, you know, whatever, you know, give it kind of a category synergy, synergy kind of like how they did in the last set with Guardians. Um, but you you have to make it like playable enough that it's gonna like deter people to not play like mono water for so like you, it's like it's like we've said in the past like you gotta you know if you're gonna print new cards you've got to give me a reason to play them over the old cards and i think that's kind of where mono water struggled like um they're these let their legendaries in this last set were not great you know titus was not a good card yeah he's still not a good card uh, I, don't even, I don't even remember what their other legendary was uh crap hold on oh it's agrius Agrius, yeah. See, like, I don't know. Like, I felt like, you know, every time they print these new water cards, like, they, you want them to be good, but then they just hold them back and make them pretty unplayable. Like, there's, like, you know, there's no reason that I shouldn't be playing. You know, give me a reason to not play Layla Viking. Give me a reason to not play, um, well, you're never going to not play Cloud of Darkness. But give me a reason not to play Ephemeral Summoner and all the, you know, pamphlets and all. Like, you know, give me a, some, a reason why I shouldn't play them. And that's. You know, I, I think that's kind of where water is. I have nothing specific in mind, but they need to bring something different or unique to the table that that want that make people want to play it and give it again another self-contained synergy. And I want them to be like, huh, this this could be playable just from a different avenue as opposed to just you know the typical mono water so or or mono water monsters. And I think that's a still a super playable deck. I mean, there's a lot lot of monster hate out there, especially you know, if monsters become prevalent. Sin just becomes the best card in the game. Yeah, it's also hard. It it's hard to play a deck that doesn't have summons in it right now. Summons are just too yeah. swing, swingy. And then, <clears throat> I mean, on top of that, it's it's hard to print water summons, right? Because Yuna exists. Yeah. Like Yuna's a card, and so yeah. they have to be like really careful about what water summons they print. And 
I feel like That's yeah, true. literally what the last two sets we've only got we've gotten like two Leviathans like and 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 Siren like that's it. Yep. So I don't know, and you know we're gonna get another Leviathan that just seems to be what they want to do. Oh yeah, uh, oh every, yeah. Every set, um, but like I, yeah, I I don't know how you push it. Maybe I, I'd like a reason to play five CP Cecil again. Yes, that's a good call. One hundred percent. I don't know what that reason would be, and the problem is you'd have to somehow get around Diabolos because he costs five. But like, I would mm-hmm. I'd like a reason to play him again somehow. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like let, oh, I don't let know. yeah, let me play Cecil, Beatrix, and Steiner. Like, I want to play that yeah. again. Exactly. Ah, the good old days, as they call it. Yeah. All right, so that's water. You know, water's still kind of up in the air. We really don't know what we want out of that. Now let's talk about uh, lightning. So light lightning's kind of uh, lightning's kind of in an awkward place right now. Um, it's you don't know what to. I, I see people that are like pretty. They're pretty hell bent on playing Noel. They're like, oh, Sid Previ is the way to go. Ah, do we really need out like the full Al Sid package anymore? Like, there's there's so many different like, Lightning's identity is kind of, I don't know, like it's kind of. It, it, what am I trying to say here? It's kind of in a weird spot. Yeah, like, I, I think I don't know how, like if it's super strong now. I think it's decent. Like you're still seeing mm-hmm. it. I think mm-hmm. Lightning's identity right now is is Sid Previa. Like I'm gonna ramp, and mm-hmm. then I I think the Ramus are probably the way to go. Yeah, right, Zapped right. and Ramus, I think, are great cards yeah. right now. And then you're still playing Alcid because you, you still have to threaten it. Even though it's, like, mm-hmm. not as good, you still need to force your opponent to play around it. So I still think it's good enough for that. But you could probably run yep. two, and a Gromus mm-hmm. and be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you're, you're still going to have situations where you really wish you had it and you don't. Or you're yeah. going to play it and your opponent's going to blow you up for playing it. Yeah. Um, and obviously the one CP Roms is seeing play in pretty much every mono lightning list you see because that card's insane to me. Yeah, I'd say it's probably like fifty fifty on whether you see it or not. I, I, it's it's definitely a decent card, mm-hmm. uh, but I I mean I think you know Alu is a card. It's in every hundred percent every lightning oh, yeah. list. Uh, I think Adea is in like still pretty much every lightning list. Siprevia mm-hmm. uh, is in pretty much every lightning list, which then comes with the three CP like tutors. That they're yep. put that you know people want to put in to get value out of him. Yep. Um, so I, I I think there's things there. I just again I'm not really sure like what to give them because we're getting to the point. I mean this is set eight right like yep. uh, it. You know what's crazy is like I almost want to say give them a good else another good else target. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, if well, you had yeah. asked me that like four sets ago, I would have told you you were crazy. Like yeah. Well, maybe because, like I said, like I said a little while ago, I know some of the Brave Exvius cards are in Lightning. Maybe, maybe there's a good three drop in there that has like a, a nice little effect that you know pings and dulls something or breaks something that's damaged or something, something silly, something that would be like, oh wow, Alcid into that seems really insanely good. Yeah, you know I mean, what I mean. The best Alcid targets right now are Lua, and she doesn't do damage. Mm-hmm. And so six K is like, what are you killing? Like Porum and Layla yeah. Viking. Like you're not killing too much else. And then Rigedia, like uh-huh. he's the other one. I I don't even think Onion Knight. Onion Knight might be third behind mm-hmm. those two, in my opinion. Which um, is wild, you know, considering like two sets ago it was like, yep, Onion Knight's number one. Yeah, I mean Onion Knight was always like best buds, right? Like you just kind of oh, yeah. stacked and you're gonna kill something. But when like smaller stuff started to become a thing, like Layla Viking, like Rigedia, having the dole on the Rigedia is better, I think. And being mm-hmm. able to play Rigedia by himself is better than playing a raw Onion Knight. Yeah, no, I agree with that. So, I, maybe get, get uh now that i think about it like push push that harder push wind lightning harder mm-hmm. um yeah, I, know, no, I, I, don't, I don't want wind cards from it but like push 
lightning cards more toward that archetype would be cool. Yeah, and it's actually you know quite the segue. What do we think Win needs for this next set? Absolutely nothing. Correct. Absolutely nothing. Like if they get another good card, it's going to be a problem. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't even have to be that good for it to be a problem. To be honest, like they already have enough good cards. Like they already have Diabolos. They already have y- Yustola. They are they have Chalinka and Yuri now. Yuri might as well be a wind card. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, Alhanalim's pretty nutty as two CP. Once you, if it, it's like payoff for playing that package, yep. they they have the best backup destruction in Archer probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could argue maybe Hackathon's a little better, but Archer's a two CP backup that I can forget about and play it and then use it whenever I want. Yep. I mean, they just have like pretty insane stuff. I mean, if maybe if they want to push something, some archetype that like to push you to play something else and win i think that'd be fine but they gotta be really careful with that yeah because if because if it gels if it gels at all with the uh crystal chronicle package you're in trouble it was just funny i got think about like a couple sets ago where you're like oh man just give win like a decent piece of removal with no uh with no uh like yeah they, downside yeah, they or they can't no, have no, that now yeah they can't no, they cannot yeah. yeah they cannot have that now Di- diabolos already kind of gave them that but now, if they just have like a Chaos Walker that's not Chaos Walker, I think Win would just be too powerful. Yeah, they they honestly they can't have it now. They're too strong right now. And yeah, it turns out Opus Five was kind of like the beginning. You know, all the all these power creep legends was for Wind was just the beginning, and then Opus Six came, and then not really a whole lot was added there. Then Opus Seven was just like nope. Yeah, I mean they they could print something that shares names with the power cards. Uh, yeah, sure. You could do that. Like if mm-hmm. you print another, if you want to print another Yustola that does something different for a different archetype, you could do mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe somehow push Firewind or something, but you have to be careful oh. about that too because it can't be Crystal Chronicles. Like, <laughs> yeah. So well, maybe that's again going back to Brave Exvius. I, I saw there were Fire and there were Wind cards. Maybe, maybe that's the. I, I think Brave Exvius might even be pushing either Fire Lightning or Wind Fire. I just I don't, or even Wind Lightning. I, I I mean, obviously there's going to be the archetypes built into that, so we'll see. I think if it's good enough, it'll get people back on Wind Lightning again because that deck was always really good. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it was one of the first decks I started playing competitively, um, mm-hmm. like when I got back into the game in Opus Four. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, I thought the deck was good. Every time I build it now, it's so it feels so all over the place to me, and that could just be because my deck, the deck that I'm building, isn't good. But just like mm-hmm. it feels like there's so much you want and you can't have it all, mm-hmm. and then that just limits the deck. And, and then you look at it and you're just like, why am I not playing Earth Wind or Wind Water? I think that's right. the problem. Well, maybe if they do the Brave Exvius stuff right, maybe it'll be like, oh wow, this just has such amazing synergy. It's got all the pieces it needs. It gels well with some of these older cards. Let's just try this. So and that'll get people away from like the Crystal Chronicle stuff. It'll you know maybe get people to play different lightning cards and maybe just a completely different wind lightning build or even fire lightning. You know if you, if the Crystal Chronicle uh, if the Brave um, XV stuff is good enough, maybe that Gilgamesh deck becomes a, another very real thing again. You know. Yeah. So, I mean, so that's all the main elements. What do you think uh, as far as light and dark oh, goes? Like we didn't, for talk, light, we didn't you, talk about ice. We didn't talk about ice. Oh shit! I, I've completely written them off. Yeah, yeah, ice. I don't think we talked about ice. No, we did not. We did not talk about ice. Yeah, you're right. So ice. I think I think it's time. I think we need more Final Fantasy VI cards. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh... I think um, you know, 
they're those cards are still there, but they just they've definitely lost a lot of their shine. Like they're just not they're not what they used to be. Yeah, I I, I think yeah, and it has to be something that's like not Setzer, not Locke, and not Celis. Yeah, just give it yeah not, anything that's not those three. I just don't know what they're gonna give you in ice. That's the problem. Because they and were, obviously they can't oh, really discard. I guess a new Umaru could be fine. That'd be fun. Um. Yeah, I mean that's really the only thing I think of, or unless they want to do some other character as like a backup or something. Mm-hmm. Um, that's good. And I, I think they, they need to get back to their roots, and like obviously I think discard needs to just chill for a little bit. But I think maybe some more dull and freeze, like you know, really really play to like the ultra ultimicias and stuff like that. Like I, I think having you know, I, I don't think they need any more like top end stuff because Ice's top end is very very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they need more of those those uh like those early game cards. They need some, you know, some different backups, something they they need something to kind of establish that board presence before just going like, All right, well here's five backups and here's Sephiroth. You know what I mean? Like I I feel like they just go backups bomb and that's kinda of where they're at right now. Yeah, I honestly I'd like to see another I mean, and this could could be bad. Like I, I I'm not sure. I, mm-hmm. I'm not the ones testing the game, but I'd see. I'd like to see another some, like something similar to Renault and Time Age, push that archetype, because yeah. obviously you got these big dudes you want to flash in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Another card for that might be fine. Yeah, maybe and, even if it's like a summon, like a summon that blinks. You know, whatever. Uh, they got to awesome. be careful with instant speed blinking. That, mm-hmm. that could be dangerous. Well, unless they have it set like kind of like how Neo Bahamut is, where you can only play it on your turn. Oh, then that would probably be fine. Yeah, it feels like yeah. only during your main phase or something. Because yeah. if you're allowed to block and then blink, that might get yeah, that's pretty unfair. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll block, blink my Renoa, blink that Nidhog, get yeah. fucked. The only reason that um that Riku is fair is because it's an S. Because otherwise, yeah. that ability would be really, really good. No, I agree with that. I agree with that 100. percent So yeah, I, I think Ice just needs more. They they need more kind of early to early to mid game cards because like I said it's all just bombs and backups. So we'll see. And I'd like I'd like to see I'd like to see the six package kind of come back because that would that would really make my day. And that, that's and that's a bias thing, but we'll see. I think that's a pretty fair statement. I think I've been saying that since like last set. That like I think it's time to print more six cards that work mm-hmm. in standard, and then print some six summons. That yeah, title. that's really what we need. Some six. That's that's really all I want. Nothing else I've said matters. I, we need some summons for six, and maybe another backup or two, so six title can actually be playable. There's that. But then uh, I guess lastly, we'll talk about uh, what what do we need for Light to stop playing Yuri? I'm not uh, even going to ask what 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 there, do they need for Light to stop playing Yuri? There's nothing they can print. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I just I yeah. don't see it. I think from light and dark, maybe just print some light. Another set of light and dark summons would be cool. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree uh, with that. 100%. Yeah, because I mean something would be nice from there. Because yeah, I think take a break from printing like the Yuri's and the Kalinovs and print like, yeah. print, well, like well, a light. You know, there is a uh, a rain that is a light card in the set. Yeah, I mean, so we, yeah, we know. I think there's a dark card they showed too. It's like the main bad guy or whatever. Yep. So. So they're gonna have to do something really good to be playable. That's all I'm saying. Maybe they fit the archetype they're pushing, and that would be Maybe. fine. Like yeah. if you're playing that deck, you would play them. But I just don't yeah. see generically anything being better than Yuri. Yuri, or even Gaudes or Camelot. You know what I mean? Probably not. Yeah. 
because yeah, even though Yuri's powerful, I, I can still find reasons to play. So you can still play Fasoya. You can still find reasons to play the Light Zidane in the right deck because I think the card is still really, really good. But that like nothing is going to top those. You know, maybe maybe you get cute and do a Hrasevelgar like to just stop all the recursion. But for the most part, you're not putting all of your eggs into that basket. You know, yeah. whereas the rest of these cards are like they're cornerstones of the archetype that you're playing. I mean, so. you're running three Yuri's. And that's a light card. So I mean, other than Fasoya, I can't think of another card you'd want to do that with. Even Cam, but but Cam is really searchable. So yeah, yeah, you're only running one Cam. Like I think the the only other like the only dark card you're running multiples of is you're typically running a couple Nidhogs or you're running like a couple Galdas. Yeah, I think Galdas is the big one. The, the only reason you're running two Nidhogs is because you're playing. I think you're kind of greedy right now if you're playing two Nidhogs. But oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, Galdas is just good. Yeah, Galdas, you just you can play multiple times during the game and feel fine. Yep, absolutely. But yeah, I mean that's kind of what you know. We don't you know this. It's still very early in the set. We've only seen three cards, and when I say three cards, we've only seen three actual like printed cards. We've seen like art, but we don't know what they do. Right. So it'll be interesting to see because like you know, Opus Seven, you know, really kind of shook the meta up, and you know now you're seeing like Wind really get its day. Is that going to continue into Opus Eight or? Will fire will fire finally be back on the map? Like we don't know. Like I just don't know. We'll see if they, you know, maybe they'll print more Warriors of Light. Maybe they'll print more Tactic Advanced stuff because I know they showed that art for like Marsh and you know the other uh, dimensions uh, Warrior of Light. Yeah, that's definitely happened. I mean, we're getting ta- more Tactic Advanced One stuff. So. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll like you know, there's it's still early in there. You know, they're going to be um you know spoilers should be coming slowly but surely. We're about you know two months away from release, so. I would expect as each week comes up to see more spoiler and that'll give us, you know, maybe we'll be starting the breakfast club back up for the uh, spoiler season. Yeah. I mean, he already said the next spoiler is going to be from the seven starter deck, which means it's probably going to be Tifa. Yeah. So we'll see where that goes. But uh, other than that, Adam, any parting thoughts? I've got, I've got nothing. Uh, This has been nice, a nice lighthearted Sunday. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's all I've got. Um, Just remember, you know, we got the, rva petite cup coming up on the 23rd so if you're not if you can make it you know go ahead and pre-reg um if you can't you know tune into the stream it's going to be a great watch we're gonna you know you got myself and adam we're going to be on the uh, on the ones and twos calling all shots it's gonna be a great day great prizes great people and then of course you know we got the uh, the crystal cup coming in july but there's so much more between now and then so yeah you know and, stick with us yeah and i've also we've started putting more articles up on the website um yeah yeah yeah, one of the guys has written those math articles. Yep, and uh, so I haven't really been like sharing them out to the pages, but I've been sharing them to our page. So if people are interested, they can definitely check those out. And I've been tweeting them and stuff too. So mm-hmm. yeah, I've got two videos. I'm actually going to record this week. I, I was supposed to do it last week, but I just got caught up. Uh, that's what happens when you take a visit to Raccoon City for Resident Evil. You just you just get caught up. But uh, yeah, I've got two videos I'm trying to record. It's going to be. I'm just going to go ahead and do the first two uh change my mind episode so like i've got some i've already got the two cards i want to cover so we'll have some more content for everybody this week and uh you know other than that which i'm gonna go ahead and sign off like i'm good i'm good i've had a good day it's been a good morning yeah sounds good yeah yeah well friends till next time yep see ya Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening once again to the RVA Returners podcast. If you like this content and you want to hear more, check us out on YouTube at RVA Returners. And make sure you follow us on SoundCloud and check us out on Google Play and iTunes.